There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to tell you the terrifying true story of a Lepster who went through a horrible nightmare, but was rescued thanks to Luke's English podcast. This episode is based on an email I received a while ago, quite a long time ago now. I've been meaning to read this out on the podcast for some time now, and I'm glad to say that today is the day that I'm going to do it. I feel compelled to share this story with you, and I sincerely hope you enjoy it. So, Luke's English Podcast Ninjas. Have you ever heard me talk about LEP Ninjas? I often talk about LEP Ninjas on this podcast. Uh, Luke's English Podcast Ninjas are basically people who listen to the show, but they never get in touch. I never know who they are. I never get any, res any, they're just numbers in different places in the world and they just never uh, write to me or anything. And they're just ninjas hiding out in the in the shadows listening to the podcast. Um, so I, I often talk about LEP ninjas and complain that the vast majority of my listeners never get in touch with me. And I wonder who you are and what you're doing while you're listening and what this all means to you. I often say that, but in fact, I must say that I do get a lot of correspondence from listeners in various forms, episode comments, tweets, YouTube comments and emails. I love receiving your messages because it really helps me to know that there are people on the other end of this podcast, not just numbers, but people receiving my words and connecting with what I say. And every now and then I receive a message that I simply have to stop and respond to there and then, even if I'm in the street or something. And there are also some emails which I feel I must share on this podcast with my audience. And this is one of those emails. I absolutely felt compelled to share this particular email with you and felt it had to be in an episode of its own. So here we go. So it's a com it's a compelling story, which you might find fascinating. Uh, stories are good for learning English, as we know. Uh, I'm sure little bits of language teaching will come up here and there. And in this particular story, I emerge as the hero who saves the day. So naturally, I am delighted to let the world hear it. Uh, but it, this is a slightly disturbing story, okay? So that, that's a little bit of a warning. Some people might find this story a bit disturbing because it involves descriptions of surgery and also some descriptions of vivid nightmares. So this is a heads up, okay, about that. Uh, there are some references to physical and body related stuff, but also some slightly disturbing mental images too, some nightmarish visions and bad dreams. It really is quite terrifying stuff. So You'll just have to listen to the story to understand what I'm referring to. But just for your information, the story has some slightly disturbing moments. And if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, you might want to just, um, you know, just think about that before you continue listening. Um, 
I guess, quite a sort of nightmarish and uh, anxious, anxiety-filled experience I'm going to describe here. But it does have a happy ending, okay? I should also say that this story has a happy ending. Things turn out fine in the end. So if this does make you anxious, if you get some anxiety from this, then don't worry because the story ends in a happy place. So without any further ado, let's just get straight to the email which I received from a listener called Inyaki. I hope I'm pronouncing your name uh, correctly. Inyaki. Right. So I'm going to read it out as it was sent to me. It's very well written, but I might make a few changes here and there. I might correct one or two little errors relating to vocabulary or grammar. Also, I'll comment on certain words in this story to help you learn some things as we go. I've got a word list of phrases that we can go through after reading through the email. So here is the email from Inyaki and it goes like this. Hi Luke, how are you doing? My name is Inyaki and I'm writing from San Sebastian in the north of Spain. I know San Sebastian, I went there um, oh, a few years ago now. And that's where I had a delicious steak in the street from a little sort of um, bar place. And they gave us this big plate of amazing steak. And the most delicious thing about it was the salt. And I said to the guy, the waiter was like, oh, this is really delicious salt. He said, oh, it's English salt. So there you go. The key to a delicious steak in Spain is to sprinkle English salt all over the top of it, obviously. So this is where Inyaki is from, San Sebastian. He continues, First of all, I'd like to thank you for your podcast. I started listening to it some six months ago because my wife recommended it to me. She's been a premium subscriber for a year or so. Nice one, Inyaki's wife. I've been listening to you ever since because I think what you do is very entertaining and interesting and I think that my English gets better too. I would say, I think my English is getting better or my English is improving uh, too. I know what I'm about to tell you looks a bit boring in the beginning, but please keep on reading because you show up in the middle of the story. Huh, okay. Uh, On the 29th of March, I got a surgery operation to cure my apnea. Right, so what's apnea? Um, Right, this is a... Okay, so according to... According to uh, the mayoclinic.org, sleep apnea is a potentially serious sleep disorder in which breathing repeatedly stops and starts. Okay, if you snore loudly and feel tired, even after a full night's sleep, you might have sleep apnea. The main types of sleep apnea are obstructive sleep apnea and the more common form that occurs when throat muscles relax. Obstructive sleep apnea... Uh, This might be what we're dealing with here. So obstructive sleep apnea occurs when the muscles that support the soft tissues in your throat, such as your tongue and soft palate, temporarily relax. When these muscles relax, your airway is narrowed or closed and the breathing is momentarily cut off. I suppose it's some sort of um, breathing disorder that you might have when you're trying to sleep. Okay. A breathing disorder that you might have when you're trying to sleep. Okay, so it seems that Inyaki needed surgery to cure this, which I imagine would involve maybe operating on the inside of the mouth to prevent the the, the apnea from occurring, something like that. So let's continue the email. For your information, this operation took around six hours while I had general anaesthesia. So a general anaesthetic or general anaesthesia, this is when you just fall asleep completely. 
So there's local anesthetic and general anesthetic. And a general one is when you completely fall asleep. So here, here we get some of the descriptions of the surgery now, okay? So they cut both sides of my jaw. They also cut below my nose to move the position of my palate. So I guess the palate is like the roof of the mouth. So they're almost like restructuring his, his mouth. Then they put everything together again in another slightly different position by using some screws. Wow. That sounds pretty serious. So all of this sounds a bit frightening, but it is a very usual operation. I would say maybe a very common operation, frequent operation with very low risk. All the surgery is done from inside your mouth so it doesn't leave scars. Okay. I took the decision to go ahead and everything went okay. And now I am fine at home and getting recovered. But it's also true that when I woke up, I felt a bit lost and my mind was not thinking straight. And this was the most difficult part of my recovery. So my operation was on Monday at 8am and I woke up on Tuesday at 1pm. The doctor told me that the operation went fine. After, when my wife came to visit me, she also said that the operation had gone right. So why did I think this was not true? Why did I start to suspect that something very bad had occurred during the operation? I can't quite explain since I don't think I am such a negative person or I'm not, I'm not so hypochondriac. Uh, I can't explain because I don't think I'm, I'm such a negative person and I'm not a hypochondriac. But the truth is that my mind freaked out quite seriously and my paranoia was that the doctor had committed a fatal mistake during surgery and now all the doctors and nurses were backing one another up to hide this mistake. Since this idea was on my mind, I couldn't let it go and it only went bigger and bigger. It only got bigger and bigger. So it seems that, okay, so after having the anaesthetic and waking up from it, uh, Inyaki believed, he was paranoid, and he believed that the doctor had made a fatal mistake during the operation and that all the nurses and other staff were all backing him up and sort of uh, covering up the fact that there was a fatal mistake. But Inyaki was convinced that something fatally wrong had occurred and they were all lying about it. Since this idea was on my mind, I couldn't let it go and it only got bigger and bigger. All of the things I heard or saw fitted perfectly in my reality. For example, a nurse said to me, Inyaki, why are you so sad? The operation has been successful. So my, my head went, why successful? Why not very successful? Why did she start the word very, but she didn't finish it? And this went on and on without control. My wife was with me all the time and she did a great job, but still she didn't manage to get these ideas out of my head. Monday night, I was totally sedated with the anaesthesia. Tuesday night, I couldn't sleep. And I mean, not even a minute because I was so frightened. Tuesday and Wednesday, I couldn't eat anything. So by Wednesday evening, I was exhausted due to the lack of rest and food. This didn't help my mind get stronger. So on Wednesday evening, I was quite certain that their plan was to let me die on medication. I could feel that my wife had taken part in that decision. 
I thought that the idea was that since my life was not going to be worth living it onward, they decided to let me go. Of course, now I see that it didn't make any sense at all, but my mind was not able to work better than that on Wednesday evening. I accepted this idea and decided to be collaborative in the process. They gave me medication to calm me down and I could feel that my mind was even more clumsy. My wife told me once and again that the most important thing was to rest, to sleep. In this way, the next day, I would feel stronger. For me, this was a soft way of saying, if you calm down and you get sleep soon, if you calm down and get to sleep soon, then your death will be more pleasant. This sounds terrible to me now, but I also think in some situations in your life, you need to lie to the ones you love in order to protect them, don't you? I mean, what would my girl tell me in a situation where I really was about to die? Would she clearly say it? Would she tell me straight? I don't know. I tried to sleep, but this was very difficult because when I closed my eyes, I could see some horrible images. These images were not dreams. All the time, I knew that I was in the hospital and that my wife was beside me. So I guess the images were a result of the medication and also my lack of strength. The images were really terrifying. All the scenarios were dark, humid and steamy. In many of these images, there were thick fluids, black, brown, dark grey, flowing in different directions. Among these ugly liquids, there were these macabre things floating. A pork's mask. I guess that's a pig, a pig's mask. The face of my son in the 3D radiography when he was still in his mum's belly. Bones, parts of bodies. I could also see parts of machinery like gears or parts of motors. These metal parts were broken and I was looking at them from very close and I had the feeling that they were looking at me, judging me, and it didn't feel good. Oh my goodness. Inyaki. This is the worst nightmare ever. So as a result of um, the medication, the anesthesia, which knocked him out for, what, a day and a half? Something like that. And he came out from it very badly and was very, very confused and paranoid and thought that the others were trying to get him or trying to lie to him and that there'd been a mistake. And he couldn't eat for several days or sleep. And so now he's in this terrible state of delirium where he's hallucinating black liquids and um, pig's heads and the face of his son from a photograph of radiology when he was still a baby and machinery gears and things. Isn't this hor horrific? A horrific nightmare. And he's looking at these weird, creepy metal gears and the gears are judging him. So not only is it all creepy, but they're also judging him and it didn't feel good. And it continues. Also, crazy things like a kid crawling in the ceiling, clearly inspired by the film Train Spotting, or even me crawling on the ceiling. Uh, it's crawling on the ceiling. In another moment, I was like a video camera up in space and suddenly I went down to the earth, to England, and I ended up inside Brian Jones's swimming pool. 
and I could see his corpse from inside of the water. Strange, nightmarish visions. He ends up in space and then he flies down to Brian Jones's swimming pool. Brian Jones was a member of the Rolling Stones and he died in the late 60s. He drowned in a swimming pool. So suddenly Inyaki's in the swimming pool. This is so strange. I also had to say no to entering inside tunnels with a light at the end. A couple of times I was brave enough to go inside the tunnels because I thought, okay, this must be it. Let's end it all now. But then nothing happened. Oh my God. So he's getting the full on out of body experience like he's a, uh, a tunnel with a bright light at the end, but he goes down the tunnel and then nothing happens. What a horrible nightmare. With all these images in my mind, I was not getting calmer. My breathing was out of control and I couldn't sleep. This took like two or three hours, I think. Oh my God, what is Inyaki going to do? How is he going to survive this situation, listeners? Then my wife came up with a new idea. She said, Inyaki, what about listening to that episode of Luke's podcast that you liked a lot? The one in which he read the short story by Roald Dahl. Maybe that's going to calm you down. Honestly, I didn't believe that this would work, but at least it was something different. And since I was desperate, I agreed that it was worth giving it a try. When I heard your voice, the images automatically changed to something different. I started listening to your words, but since the images were suddenly very nice, I was paying more and more attention to them. And even if I could hear your voice in the background... I wasn't listening to your words anymore. Now the images were very colourful ones. For example, I saw some based on cartoons that my kids see on the TV. I remember seeing characters of the series True and the Rainbow Kingdom and the Octonauts. I also saw some very nice cartoons in the style of Sgt Pepper's artwork and the Yellow Submarine film. Among these visions, I remember one in particular. It was very pleasant and it stayed for a while. There were some magic carpets with stripes of very beautiful colours. They were floating in the air and my six-year-old twins were jumping on them and using them as slides. They were laughing and having so much fun. Mixed up with this action, I could see pictures floating around in the air. These were pictures of the four members of the family together, my wife, the kids and me. When your voice stopped because the chapter ended, I noticed it. I was conscious for the first time that my breathing was very calm. I also was conscious that I was thinking in a more positive way. I was thinking, OK, maybe I don't have to die tonight. Since my breathing was calmer and my mind was calmer too, I got more relaxed and I could manage to finally sleep. Or, and I got more relaxed and I, I managed to finally sleep. I finally managed to sleep. There we go. I'm going to say I finally managed to get to sleep. There we go. I got more relaxed and I finally managed to get to sleep. That night I slept and woke many times, but I think I got to sleep a total of around three hours. Early next morning at around 6am, I listened to birds singing. It made me feel good because by then I was totally convinced that I would hear that sound many times in the future. I was also a bit ashamed that my mind had been so confused and I made my wife suffer so much. I thought uh, 
I thought a lot about you too, and I felt grateful that you helped me in my recovery. I was also grateful that my wife came up with this great idea which really made the difference. But of course, my mind was mainly with my kids. Can you imagine the infinite happiness of knowing that I would be able to hug them again when only a few hours back I thought the opposite? All of these words are only to explain to you how I went through a very rough situation and how you helped me get out of it. The moment I heard your voice is the exact moment that I started to get out of this horrible hole I was locked up in. So in the end, all of this is only to say thank you, just because it makes me feel good to do so. Thanks, Luke. Inyaki. Well, well, well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So that's the email I got from Inyaki. It's taken me ages to do this episode, but finally I'm, I've, I'm doing it. What an extraordinary email. What a bizarre story, Right. So just to kind of explain, so Inyaki needed surgery on his sort of his jaw and his palate of his mouth uh, to clear us, to, to sort out a sleep disorder, uh, which can be dangerous. So he had the surgery done. They gave him a general anaesthetic. And like uh, a day and a half after he'd had the anaesthetic, he woke up and he felt very groggy and he was delusional and started getting paranoid that there'd been a mistake and that he was going to die. And then he couldn't sleep. He couldn't eat. He really started to go all a bit wrong. He started to hallucinate horrible, nightmarish visions, the worst, most disturbing things you can think of. And then his, in desperation, <laughs> his wife suggested listening to Luke's English podcast, which is obviously what you should always do in a crisis Anytime there is any kind of crisis, just switch on Luke's English podcast. Everything will be okay, I promise. As long as everyone listens. Next time there's a big civil, next time there's civil unrest in the town square, just get big speakers and blast out Luke's English podcast. Everyone will stop fighting. So um, his wife suggested listening to the podcast and he listened to it and suddenly everything sort of started to go all nice. And the story that I was telling him uh, transported him into a much more positive space and everything was beautiful and wonderful. And he was on flying carpets and his kids were there and everyone was happy and pictures of his family. And he felt all fulfilled and wonderful. And uh, then he recovered. So, you know, it's it's very nice to know that Luke's English podcast is such a, a force for good. It's almost like it's got magic power. Okay, it's that's the force of Luke's English podcast. It does have this magical healing power. Not only is it good for your English, 
but it's also good for your your mental well-being as well, apparently, which is always something I think worth striving for. So Inyaki and I exchanged a couple of emails after this, and he said he was happy for me to read this out on the podcast. Here is my response to Inyaki. So I said, I'm glad you're okay with me reading out your story on the podcast. I think it's absolutely fascinating. And of course, I'm always happy to tell the world any story in which I emerge as the hero. But joking aside, your experience must have been absolutely terrifying and horrendous. And I'm genuinely amazed and pleased that the sound of my voice was reassuring for you in these moments. It's very flattering to know that, but also very reassuring and encouraging that my podcast can bring comfort to someone. I also think your story is very compelling and well described, so I think it should be fascinating for Lepsters to hear it. And I truly believe that bad experiences become a little better in our minds when we can turn them into stories which we can then share. You certainly have a great story there, and I think my audience are the perfect people to appreciate it. So I'm very glad you're happy to let me share this. Hopefully it will provide something gripping for the audience. And I really hope you enjoy hearing me reading it out on the podcast. Congratulations on your English too, by the way, Inyaki. You described the story very specifically and very clearly. Uh, in any case, I'm glad to hear that you're basically back to normal again. Thank you for sharing your story with me. Um, and uh, I read it again this morning. And I found it very moving, especially in the moments when the joy and colour came back into your mind when you listened to my episode, particularly the visions of your happy family. So have a great week and all the best to you, Luke. So there you go. Just a few bits of vocab to uh, review uh, here at this point in the episode. All right, listeners, how are you doing? That was a disturbing story, wasn't it? Did you feel particularly disturbed and weirded out by that? I don't know. Maybe Have you ever had a similar experience? What kind of trouble, what kind of nightmare has Luke's English Podcast helped you to, to deal with? I want to know your, your LEP survival stories, please. Like, I don't know, long drives, uh, insanely long train journeys, and you realise that it's only Luke's English Podcast that's going to keep you company. What is it? Like you went camping and you only had an MP3 player? You were, I don't know, like you got um, abducted by aliens and all you could do was listen to Luke's English podcast. I don't know. Send me your survival stories. Okay. All right. So we had a compelling story. A compelling story is one that really compels you. It keeps you interested. You want to know what happens next. That's a compelling, a gripping story. Uh, the next thing was a waking nightmare. So a nightmare obviously is something you have when you're asleep, right? You have that when you're when you're dreaming, right? You have a nightmare when you're dreaming. But a waking nightmare is when you are awake and you're still somehow experiencing a nightmare. So a sort of very weird experience, uh, hor a horrible situation, uh, a vivid dream. So we could talk about a dream, but also a vivid dream is one that's really clear that you can remember really easily. Okay, that's a vivid dream as I just plug in my computer here so that LEP headquarters has some power. Okay, so a vivid dream. To have surgery, well, there's there's just a simple collocation. Uh, to have surgery, to have an operation. Also to have a local anaesthetic or to have a general anaesthetic. Uh, what's the name of the person who gives you the anaesthetic? It's the anaesthetist. There's a difficult word. Can you pronounce that? Anaesthetist. A niece, yes, like a niece and a nephew, a niece the tist, a niece the tist, and anaesthetic. 
And the verb is to anesthetize. <laughs> anesthetize. It's difficult, isn't it? Anesthetize. And anesthetist. So your jaw, that's obviously part of your head, isn't it? It's the, the bottom bit that goes up and down when you eat and talk. That's your jaw. Your palate is, I guess, this part of the roof of your mouth. If you're a hypochondriac, it means that you are sort of paranoid about your health and you always assume that you're really ill. You keep going to the doctors and you're sure that you're sick, sort of somehow compelled or obsessed with diagnosing yourself with some new sickness every time. Um, okay. Very negative and pessimistic about your own health. That's a hypochondriac. Uh, to be sedated, that's when someone gives you a drug, for example, to a, a sedative. Uh, I suppose an, an anaesthetic is a kind of sedative, is it? I suppose if it knocks you out, makes you fall asleep, you are then sedated. Um, okay. Uh, and you can't think straight. To, to think straight would be to think clearly. And if you can't think straight, it means, ah, you're confused. Okay. Um, you're going to remember these. I might test you on these in a moment because we're going through them quite quickly. So to uh, suspect that something is happening. Hmm. So it's like you're not sure, but you think something is happening. Hmm. I think they're lying to me. I suspect that they're. I suspect that they're lying to me. There's something suspicious. Something very suspicious. I think they're lying to me. I suspect that these people are lying to me. To suspect that something is happening. I expect. I expect they've. You know, I expect they've made a mistake, for example. Okay. Uh, paranoia, to have paranoia and to be paranoid. So obviously in this story, Inyaki felt and was very paranoid because he was he was sure that they're all covering for each other and lying. They were backing each other up. Like one was person saying, yeah, everything was fine. The the operation went totally normally. Mm -hmm. And the others were like, yeah, yeah, it was totally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're all backing him up. Like that. Um, to, to manage to do something. This is a nice phrase. If you if something is difficult but you do it, we say you manage to do it. Okay? And um, I've noticed uh, my French students at the British Council will often try to say this, but they say, um, what's the thing that they say instead? That's it. Succeed. Like, he couldn't succeed to do it right? He couldn't succeed to do it. Well, in English, it's, he couldn't, he, he is, um, he couldn't succeed to do it. He couldn't manage to do it, right? Or he managed to do it. He succeeded to do it. No, he managed to do it. So it's quite a nice phrase. I managed to do something. He managed to do something. We managed to do something. Um, to tell someone straight or to tell something straight, just to tell it straight is just to, if you want the doctor to just tell you something straight. It's like, okay, you know, something went wrong and you've got less than 24 hours to live. Just tell it to me straight, doctor, to tell something to someone straight. Macabre. Macabre means kind of creepy and strange. Um, disturbing because it's scary. Something's dis disturbing and scary because it's, it's, it sort of reminds you of death. So like some of the visions that Inyaki had in that horrible story. How was that story for you, by the way, listeners? Was that too much? I wonder, because it got pretty disturbing. Uh, let me know in the comments section. It was quite macabre. 
Uh, and then uh, breathing and breath. That's really just to highlight the difference in pronunciation between those things. Breathing, <sighs> breathing and breath uh, is the noun. So to breathe is the verb and your breath is, is the noun. So it, when you climb up lots of stairs to get into the pod room, often you will be out of breath, meaning, <sighs> excuse me, I'm just a bit out of breath. Let me catch my breath. So there you go. You know what I'm going to do is actually I'm going to quickly test you on those things right now, right here. Okay, get ready. Here we go. How do we describe a story that really keeps you focused and interested? Begins with a C. It's a very, com a very compelling story. How would you describe it, an experience where you're not asleep, but it's very disturbing anyway? It's like uh, a bad dream, but you're not actually asleep. It's a... A waking nightmare. That's right. What's the um, adjective to describe a dream that's very clear and easy to remember? It's a, v a vivid dream. That's right. So all of these words have the same verb. They all collocate with the same verb. Surgery, an operation, a local anaesthetic and a general anaesthetic. They all collocate with the verb have. So have surgery, have an operation, have an anaesthetic. Uh, what do we call the person who gives you the anaesthetic? It's the uh, the anaesthetist. What does the anaesthetist do? The anaesthetist anaesthetizes you. That's right. What do you call the lower part of your head that goes up and down when you speak? That's your jaw. Uh, the inside of your mouth, the top the roof of your mouth. It's called the what? The p -p -p palate. How would you describe someone who is always obsessed and paranoid about their own health? They're always negative about their own health. Such a what? A hypochondriac. That's right. Uh, if you've been given medicine which makes you fall asleep or makes you drowsy, then you might feel a bit what? Sedated. That's right. And if you're confused, uh, nothing's clear, you can't think what? You can't think straight. Yes. Uh, if you think that something is happening, you're not sure, but you think that it's happening, you can say that you s what? Hmm. Things are a bit suspicious. I suspect that something is happening. Or maybe you just are just scared and making things up in your head because you've got what? You've got paranoia or you're feeling a bit paranoid. Um, to back someone up is like, oh, I've just given you the answer to back someone up. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever he said. Yeah, we agree to back someone up. This is where something's difficult, but you do it. Yay, you manage to do it. That's right. Um, you just, when you tell someone very frankly something without mincing your words, you totally tell it to them straight. That's right. Uh, strange, creepy images that make you feel a bit weird and disturbed because it's sort of a bit like death and stuff. That's macabre. And what happens when the air goes in and out of your body, in and out of your lungs, to keep you alive? It's called, what? Breathing. And then if you climb up all the stairs to get into the Skypod, you will be out of breath. There you go. That's the end of this episode. This is a shorter one, isn't it, for a change? A shorter episode for a change. You see, I can do it. Every, every once in a while, once in a blue moon... I can actually do an episode that is less than 40 minutes long. It happens, what, once every 10 years, maybe. But there you go. Um, let's do the ending for this episode then and wrap it all up. Thanks again to Inyaki for providing that story. Quite a scary one. 
I often wonder where you are and what you're doing while you're listening to this podcast. And if you have a similar story, don't be a ninja. Let me know in the comments section. We want to know your LEP survival stories. Uh, but that's it for now. It's just time for me to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.